March 2nd, 1 Samuel chapter 8. When Samuel became old, he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn son was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. Yet his sons did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after gain. They took bribes and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Behold, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. According to all the deeds that they have done, from the day I brought them up out of Egypt even to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are also doing to you. Now then, obey their voice, only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking for a king from him. He said, These will be the ways of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them to his chariots, and to be his horsemen, and to run before his chariots. And he will appoint for himself commanders of thousands, and commanders of fifties, and some to plough his field, and to reap his harvest, and to make his implements of war, and the equipment of his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, and cooks, and bakers. He will take the best of your fields, and vineyards, and olive orchards, and give them to his servants. He will take the tenth of your grain, and of your vineyards, and give it to his officers, and to his servants. He will take your male servants, and female servants, and the best of your young men and your donkeys, and put them to his work. He will take the tenth of your flocks, and you shall be his slaves. And in that day you will cry out because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves. But the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, No, but there shall be a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And when Samuel had heard all the words of the people, he repeated them in the ears of the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Obey their voice and make them a king. Samuel then said to the men of Israel, Go every man to his city. A king, but what kind? Ryan Kelly What was wrong with Israel's cry for a king? After all, God had promised Abraham, Kings shall come from you. Genesis chapter 17 verse 6 the promise to Judah of a future ruler was even more specific. Further, 
Recall that the book of Judges ended with a summary statement that Israel's sinfulness was owing to a void of godly leadership. In those days there was no king in Israel. Judges chapter 21 verse 25. Hannah's prayer too anticipated a king, an anointed one coming in God's strength. The prophet Samuel temporarily filled a void of godly leadership in Israel, but then we come to 1 Samuel chapter 8 and hear of a genuine problem. Faithful Samuel is now old, and his sons and successors are not faithful. Once again, a sad vacuum of godly leadership looms on the horizon. So, from one angle, the elders' cry for a king is simply a desperate attempt to fix an all-too-common problem in the Old Testament. Faithful men die, and their sons do not always walk with God. Of course, that is far from the whole picture of 1 Samuel chapter 8. God himself states explicitly that the people's demand for a king is a rejection of him as king. They desire a king like all the nations, a king who will go out before us and fight our battles. This is in stark juxtaposition to the claim in the previous chapter that, till now, the Lord has helped us, chapter 7, verse 12. A king was indeed part of God's plan for Israel, but he would have to be one whom the Lord your God will choose, one who did not acquire things for himself, who feared the Lord and kept his law. In other words, he was to be a king not like the nation's kings. The kings of the nations take and take and take from the people. Did you notice that repeated theme in Samuel's warning? And yet Samuel's stern threat falls on deaf ears as the people continue to demand a king of their own making. In judgment, God will give them exactly what they've demanded. What Israel needs is a man of God's own choosing, one who will insist that the Lord saves, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, chapter 17, verse 47. Or, even better, they need a king who will come not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, Mark, chapter 10, verse 45. Even today, God's people desperately need the reminder to trust him at all times, not princes, not chariots, not human strength, not human wisdom.